0: A lot of where herbalism is going right now is not sustainable and we need to turn it around before we create more havoc, you know, and we draw, we like pillage, you know, sort of it's a hectic word, but pillage the land, you know, like really be mindful of who we're supporting and who we're getting behind. For me, it's I, I really like I really want to be conscious as a herbalist and a teacher and a writer to inspire people to inquire within and inquire locally. And just even when you're buying products, like where where, where are the plants coming from and how can we be more conscious of um, our choices as a consumer as well, because we are consuming plants. And how then can we change consumership to this take-take relationship into more give-give?
1: You're listening to The Sovereign Society Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and my greatest passion is to help you transform your doubt into the courage you crave to activate your thriving business from the inside out. As a Kundalini business mentor, speaker, and modern medicine priestess, I believe the world's ready for your medicine more than ever. By embracing all facets of our human experience, we have the power to cultivate a conscious tomorrow today. Every Wednesday, I gather some of the greatest leaders, teachers, and revolutionists of our time to talk about all things social justice, personal empowerment, and what it takes for you to uplevel your business and life. It's time for more good people making good money doing great things in the world. Best believe this is the place that's going to take you there. If you're ready to unleash your medicine and revolutionize the world as we know it, I invite you to dive in and join us on this wild ride. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and this is such a fun conversation because this is about being at the right place at the right time. And so I met My guest today, Erin Lovell Verinder, in the craziest experience. So she was visiting from Australia in Joshua Tree, and I was working at a coffee shop in a little town called Landers down the street from the Integatron. If you've ever been to Joshua Tree and you've been to the Integatron, I was at this coffee shop and Instantly, we both looked at each other and we're like, oh, we know what's up and come to find we're both healers. Right. And so her bud just instantly sat next to her and like I couldn't even pull him. He just would just stay with Aaron the whole time. And we were chatting and she was telling me that she came to the States to do photography for her new book, Plants for the People. And it was just, we instantly hit it off that I told her, I was like, okay, so you need to come on my podcast. I actually even invited her and her husband to my 30th birthday party that I was hosting at my house, but they were doing their own thing. But I was, I I instantly connected with her that I was like, I want you in my life. Let's, let's, let's share our medicine together. And so I'm really excited for you to hear this episode because I do the deepest of my core Beyond psychedelics, I do believe that plant medicine is going to be having a renaissance in this upcoming decade, without a doubt. Uh, I just, you know, this is the, the medicine that our ancestors worked with. And it wasn't until the pharmaceutical industry came that we started working with chemicals and all these things. But everyone's waking up that... You know, we are here to have this symbiotic relationship with Gaia, with the planet. And so to be able to have these naturopaths and to have these herbalists and nutritionists and these health experts remind us that you know, we have the opportunity to really weave the wisdom of functional medicine to be able to bring this high vibrational healing into our lives, working with these plants. Like, there's no denying that this is the the future that's happening. And so it's so amazing to see more and more people interested in herbalism again. And when I think a lot of my Uh, family and my grandmother, she was always passionate about natural medicine. My childhood, my happiest moments were being in my grandfather's garden and picking fresh produce. I mean, the, the uprise of farmer's markets, all these things that, you know, the people, we have so much power with our spending habits, right? And the more that we infuse our money, our energy into supporting herbalism, into supporting farmers markets, into supporting local farmers. This is the future that we are cultivating. And so I was really excited to have Erin to support her with her upcoming book, Plants for the People, which I'm super excited about because she's here as this modern guide to plant medicine. And Again, like there's no accident why these were the tools and the medicine that was used back then. And we have this opportunity to really heal ourselves, heal our gut and to really go within, to create this digestive health and really recalibrate our body through plants. And so Erin, she's been in this field for over 20 years. and. She's really passionate about you know how multidimensional health can be, and how we can find this link and recognize the link between disease and emotions. And so she's bringing in and infusing herbal medicine, and nutritional medicine, and energetic medicine alongside with these lifestyle interventions to empower her her clients with practical dietary and lifestyle tools to really support long-term wellness. And this woman's such a gem. I'm so excited for you to learn more about her and what's really amazing you'll hear is that in Australia there's more than just a weekend certification for something. This is a deep bachelor's degree in Western Herbal Medicine and all of it's a very deep and it's really cool to hear what other countries like their protocols and what they need to do and my prayer is that here in the states that we also really have this very well-defined and very structural thing to, for people's health is on the line here. So, you know, we talked a lot about Aaron's journey of embracing the healing modality of plant medicine and the uprise of plant medicine in a modern technological world, as well as cultivating a deeper sense of community. And we talked a lot about fractured community, which was really interesting to hear from that terminology. Uh, we talked also about experiencing the transformation by really connecting back to you and your true essence and the history of herbalism and the importance of sustainability and honoring this modality. So we, I, I had this huge download about wildfires because as I recorded this, we've been having such wild and insane wildfires in California in my home state. And so for me, I just got a huge download about that. And we also talked about strengthening the nervous system to really do the deep healing journey and how we can cultivate harmony and balance between plants and technology, which I think is another really important thing that we need to start understanding and really start talking more about. So really being able to share her medicine and to promote plants for the people you can pre-purchase by visiting the show notes. And remember that as I'm approaching the 100th episode coming 2020, anyone who leaves a rating and review on iTunes, you can send me a screenshot over to hello at SabrinaRiccio.com, or you can click the little email button on my Instagram of your screenshot before you send it off for the podcast. Um, And it would mean the world because where my goal is to have 200 reviews i'm almost there 200 ratings and reviews on iTunes by the 2020 episode with the 100th episode so let's make this a reality this is a community effort and um whoever gets picked in the drawing you're going to win a free 45 minute Coaching call with me. And as I shared, I'm not really doing a lot of one-on-one anymore, but this is a really powerful opportunity for you to connect with me so that I can we can really tap into the energy to really set precedent for 2020 and beyond. So I'm beyond thrilled to be sharing with you this episode because as I said, I just I in my deepest of course, I believe plant medicine and plant healing is the future and it's happening now. And to be able to use this platform to share the medicine and the wisdom and what Erin's learned along the way. I'm just beyond thrilled and grateful. So prepare yourself, take some notes, go pre-order her book in the meantime and enjoy. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm really excited to be sharing with you this episode because this is like one of those being at the right place at the right time, kind of connections. So I met Erin here when I was at a coffee shop working, and we were in Joshua Tree. She was in town. We we're talking to talk about her new book, and uh, and she was in she was in America to. Create. She was in America to really make, do photos for her book. And she and her husband stopped in Joshua Tree to kind of reset. And we just instantly vibed and hit it off. And Bud's best friend from Australia. (laughs) So So (laughs) So sweet. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. And I'm really excited to be having this conversation with you because something about Me that I've been really passionate about too is more than just, you know, having true conversations about plant medicines beyond psychedelics. Like, there's more to plant medicines than just psychedelics. There's also herbalism, and we're seeing the uproar of uh, essential oils and all these things. But more so than that, what's really calling me lately too is. If we have these platforms and these privileges, we need to really step up. If we're here to be, quote unquote, conscious leaders, use that level of consciousness to have conversations and to have discussions about sustainability and to have these conversations about the real situation we're navigating through right now. It's more than just the likes on social media and the approval of others and whatever, There's a deeper calling that each of us are here to really show up and step up and the things that we're most passionate about, that's what's gonna really allow the conversation to show up and the opportunity for us to really share our purpose. So I would love for you to talk about, I mean, especially, it's really awesome because we're in both hemispheres. And so when I interview people from other hemispheres or other countries, I feel like the medicine is being shared it's we're we're bringing in this medicine and this communication and these frequencies to different parts of the world that can really help shower the world with what we're the intention and the medicine we have here so i would just love to hear um your story as to creating your book i would love to we're going to dive into all that but really why now is the time for you to really show up and step up and
0: and educate that's huge. Thank you so much for it. Like, I'm just so happy to be here with you. Um, and hello to all of our communities listening. I feel like it was such a kismet thing meeting you as well. It was so lovely. And when you were sitting next to me, I knew, I just knew instantly you did healing work as well. It was, you know, really uncanny. And then we started talking and you were like, and I do this. And I was like, wow, you know, I just knew it. So <laughs> it's really awesome to be like full circle here with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, where do I begin? I feel like For me, I mean, I've been doing this work really pretty deep in it since I was 16 and I'm 37 now. So, you know, it's like a 21 year journey of being able to sit here and be here with you and be the person that I can be now to share and be seen and be heard. Um, You know, it's for me, it started with energetic healing. Uh, So I really dove right into more like a theric healing and did a a really dedicated, intense sort of two years of study um, to in a a college, like quite an uncanny situation when you're like 18, you know, to go and like learn about crystal healing and auric healing and kinesiology and flower essences and, you know, chakras and meridians. And so it's, it's a funny way of how I became a herbalist because it's kind of back to front in a way, but all in its perfect place. So it was like I started more with the energetics and I landed more in my body and into the physical as I have journeyed, you know, on. So yeah, I mean, where do I, I'm like, where do I begin? So yeah, I started there and now to be a herbalist and nutritionist, I have studied for years in Australia because the the training is so hectic over here. It's really different than America. Um, so we do like a four-year degree to be a herbalist and it's very clinical. It's really it's,
1: integrative.
0: It's not just like right. a weekend certification. <laughs> no, like it's 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 like it's almost, it's very, almost similar to like what a naturopathic doctor does in America, but obviously we don't do the surgery and the the medicine mm. part. But it is, it's a lot of um it's a lot of science and it's a lot of like pharmacology, chemistry, plant, you know, plant constituents, like really learning very sort of Clinical and techy, which is amazing and not amazing, so I think there's it's it, again it's about you making it what you want, but I've really gone on a long journey, yeah to be able to be this person to share and teach, and I'm so honored to now be here doing that and to have been given the platform like you said we are you're so right, like we are so uh, so blessed to be able to share and reach people and inspire people, but I really take that so super seriously to stand in the role as a teacher and a mentor and a guide. And, uh, I really do my best to, to come from a very, very centered true place in the way that I can share and show up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do feel like that's part of the, um, real integration of what it means to be a spiritual teacher, because it's more than just a number or blue check mark on Instagram. It's how are you embodying the medicine? How are you, Mm. how are you sharing and really walking the talk and really educating in a way? I feel like if we want to implement real change in the world, I don't know how it is in Australia, but here in the States, we're so, conditioned or manipulated, I think would be a more better phrase, a word, Mm -hmm. um, by the pharmaceutical industry. Right. No, they're, they're infiltrating our elections. They're infiltrating our healthcare system. They're infiltrating politics and really in a way of, and then you know, cannabis becomes legal here in some states. And now they're like, oh, we want to jump on this wagon too because it's what makes right. money. It's such a a profit-driven uh, consciousness. And that's what I'm seeing a lot in spiritual community too, is that it's so profit-driven, but it's, right. it's some, some people are losing the medicine of why you're actually doing this work. It's not for profit. It's because of answering the call and really doing the deep desire. And so I'm right. seeing this parallel reality mm-hmm. of like, The spiritual community and how it's so profit driven and then i'm seeing it in my political system in america here of it being so profit driven And so if I want to implement that change on the political level, I have to also start implementing that change uh in my community by you know calling it out and speaking truth to it and helping people remember to go back to the essence and so I, I feel like you being an herbalist is like literally coming in at the perfect time because I do believe that this is, it was the plant medicine, like the plant medicine was so driven and so strong in the past. And I think the right. reemergence right now is because the plants are speaking to us to Definitely. be like, Hey, like it's more than just 5d and above living. Like you're here on this 3d right. reality with us, like
0: mm.
1: come answer the call. Right,
0: right. right. Totally. Yeah." So true. I mean, I felt that so deeply and I feel like so many people reflect that to me, you know, right now it's just like such a ripe time of people being called to the plant path. And I do believe that uh, there's a lot of reasons for that, but I primarily, I believe that we all need to slow down, ground back into our bodies and connect to nature, you know, and connect to mother earth. And I feel like the plants are just they're they're the messengers, you know, they they teach us that so beautifully by just being their authentic selves. And I feel like that is the deepest invitation right now as to why I think people are being drawn to work with the plants is that we're so like fried and frazzled from the constantness of everything, you know, and technology and consuming and producing and it's being outside of ourselves a lot of the time. So, you know, returning to nature and simplicity by just stepping onto the earth and paying attention to a plant, a tree, a flower, you know, whatever, whatever it might be that calls your name, but it's, it's just, you're in presence and you're instantly back in your body and you're back in belonging. And I think a lot of the time what's happening right now, we just, we feel foreign from anything, you know, we, I I mean, even that's even, and we can go into the rabbit hole of ancestral stuff, but it's like, you know, we, We've just moved around so much. We've shape-shifted. Our bloodlines are changing. Where we, our ancestors may have been from, we're no longer there. We've immigrated to different lands, like all of the different things. So I think it's really obvious and inherent that a lot of us don't feel a deep sense of belonging as well. Like community is fractured. Look, some communities are incredible, but most of the time our communities are kind of fractured, right? So, you know. What do you,
1: what do you see by that when you're saying fractured community? What does that
0: represent well, I think. I mean, I think, I mean, that's a, I think it's so personal to everyone what that means, but in my experience, um, my deep sense of belonging hasn't been, there's been so, so many, actually I have to say like, there's so many rare moments in my life where I can say I felt a deep sense of belonging somewhere, you know, really, truly. And obviously, I mean, I feel a deep sense of belonging with my, my husband and many of my beautiful friends and and my parents, but in terms of feeling very connected in a community where I may have chosen to live, I've rarely ever felt that. I felt like a really deep sense of being kind of an outsider. And it's that to me feels it's fracturing for you, right? Like it's a, it's a feeling of like, where's your sense of belonging? Where's your sense of home? And I think that's got to do with a lot of different elements personally for me. Um, I think it's also the level that I operate on and the way I want to be seen and heard and understood and received. I've just, there's been other, there's been places that I just haven't felt like I've been able to access that sense of community, but on a larger scale, there's just so much division still happening in communities. And I mean, even if you talk about like something as simple and as beautiful as meditation, So we're talking about spirituality and meditation. There's all of this division in like how you practice meditation and which is the better way to do it. And do you know what I'm saying by that? It's like all those communities like are fractured. No one's just, there's not a whole lot of togetherness. And, you know, so even in my experience of community, I don't think I've experienced a bunch of togetherness. I think that's coming in now at this phase of my life with where I live and the beautiful people around me. And I feel in deep alignment with the Byron hinterland where I'm at, which is so healing for me because I really hadn't felt that a lot in, in the past. So yeah, I do feel that that's super important for people to feel a sense of being seen and heard and um, embraced mm-hmm. is to feel a sense of belonging in a community, but a lot of people don't.
1: And we had to find that first within ourselves too, to be able to attract sure. the people that actually see us. How right. are we going to, how are we going to feel seen if we don't right. see ourselves first? I know for me, percent. that's been yeah. a huge part of my journey, even navigating through, like, like you said, I mean, here being in California, I'm seeing the fractioned community of, in the spiritual movement, you know, there's, there's people who are who are spiritual teachers for the fame. And then there's people who don't care about that, that just want to devoted to the work. And there's so many of those pieces of like the false light people that are like blind leading the blind. And then there's people that are like, no, I don't need that glitz and glam. Like, I just need to be like in like my pack of 12, like the 12 disciples and just be in that smaller and, and the remembrance of us being spiritual beings with this, having this navigating through this human experience. And I think for me being called back to Joshua tree and coming back home during my Saturn return has been about me connecting with my plants around me that I grew up around and to just be in a space where there isn't a lot of outside noise of that technology of the city life of, you know, the trying to keep up. And it's just more so about, an opportunity for me to fill my cup and to come into that wholeness and to connect with uh, my plants and the look and the nature that surrounds me to fill up my cup so that I know who I am. And now I I'm blessed of my soul squad of like people who see me, people who understand and people who are seeing what I'm seeing happening not just in the spiritual community, but as in the planet as a whole. But collectively. Right. Yeah, about sustainability yeah. and, yeah. you know, are people yeah. actually taking action? Are people actually walking the talk? Right. Or are they just really good at marketing?
0: <laughs> right. I mean, this is such a deep conversation, especially like it's, I feel like it's a real thing that's happening right now. in like spirituality, consciousness and, you know, wellness, you know, that, that word, that little buzzword, but I, I do, you know, I want to just back up really quickly to what you just said about, um, you know, first being able to like, to find your community, to see that in yourself and heal that within yourself, because I do actually like, that's exactly like, you nailed it for me. That's exactly what it was. Like, I did really feel like I was playing small in a lot of ways and, you know, not able to allow myself to really embody (laughs) Myself, <laughs> That's if, you know, totally. if that, that makes sense. And it's dimming like, our as light, soon as, dimming our right, light, dimming the light, playing small in different relationships, different <laughs> dynamics. And I was like I, something, you know, big, like aha uh-huh moment. I mean, I, I got really ill. So that always gives you a good aha uh-huh moment, but it's like, it just cracked me open. And within a few weeks we changed everything. We moved, we, we like, I shifted everything to digital. I left my clinics. Like I just completely transformed everything and was like, that's it. I want to be seen it's I'm ready. You know, the book came in, it was like boom, 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 boom. So big. And a big transformation happened and I was able to allow myself to feel at home in a community and to feel seen. So I wanted to go back to that because it was so important what you said, because I don't, yeah, I I don't want to be polarizing. Um, I mean, I don't want people to be like, what does she mean? That's, I really feel like it came straight back to me. It was really nothing. It had nothing to do with anybody else. Everyone was, everyone else was in their perfect place, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, um, and sustainability and in your community that the next piece that you went to a hundred percent. I feel like it is a really deep. It's becoming a deeper, bigger passion of mine. So I know that I'm going to be teaching and talking about this a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and now, still really digesting and aligning what that means and how I can go about sharing it, but. Um, If you can also understand, like from my training, where I came from, it's so kind of clinical and so, I mean, so amazing, right? It's like all evidence-based and there's, you know, there's a lot of, there's a bit, there is traditional medicine in it, but it is very much like up with the trends, like of how we're using plant medicine and the constituents and how it's affecting our body. And it's like so wonderful to know those things, but there really was no, like zero, like I remember zero zilch information about sustainability or really deep training about culturally where the plants came from. So Western herbal medicine, you know, to summarize is really, uh, traditionally from like European lands, like European traditional medicine and folk medicine and North American medicine. So a lot of like folk medicine and native American traditional medicine. So it's kind of Western, you know, herbalism is like this melting pot of different cultures and also Ayurveda comes into it and TCM traditional Chinese medicine comes into it more recently. Um, so it's an interesting melting pot of kind of cross-cultures, cross-continental plants, plants in different lands. And when I was trained, there was just really no discussion around sustainability or like where the plant's being sourced from. And I believe even to this day, they're not, you know, really being trained that way in Australia. Um, And so for me, as I've kind of been able to integrate more of my personal connection to the land and personal connection to the plants a big piece of sustainability and understanding that it's very, very powerful to practice bioregional herbalism. So plants that grow within your environment and to align yourself energetically with the land that you're on, that's created like a whole nother piece of like the story for me as well mm-hmm. around retraining how I approach plant medicine and how I'm going to continue to share and teach. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cause for me, Uh, My house is called the creosote casita out here in Joshua Tree because I've got all these creosote bushes in my backyard and so Creosote is what brings the desert rain smell, and it's also the plant medicine that connects us with the ancestors. And so, I know for me, living on this land, it's always been my favorite wildflower. I've been studying wildflowers, like California-based wildflowers, since I was fourteen. It was a project I had to do in like my biology class in high school. Amazing, yeah. And um, so, the creosote has always been my favorite, and. It's so connected to the ancestors. This is this was what brought me back to the desert from San Diego is I needed to help heal my grandmother, like hold space for my grandmother for her transition and going through the Saturn return and to just heal so much of my inner child to connect to my lineage, to really step up and show up. And so when you're saying, you know, to really become aware of the plants that surround you and to really get to know them better and their properties and the medicine that it carries, there's there's no accident as to why you are in that that space. It's part of the healing journal the journey that's gonna help you come back into that wholeness to to step into the next space and the next part of your soul's journey as
0: to why you're here. Right. A hundred percent. I mean, I feel like the land has so many messages, the land that you're on and the land that you choose to be on. And one of the greatest messages is the plants. So paying attention to them and getting to know them and getting Mm -hmm. to know their sort of energetic and physical Uh, properties can be such a powerful like a home a heart moment because often you'll be like you just really like a lot of people reflect this to me like there's this one plant they'll see all of the time they'll be like what is this and you know or do you know much about this and we'll chat about it and they're like oh my gosh that is so insanely relevant to what I'm going through right now there's no you know there's no coincidence in that it's it's the message that's moving through the plant to you there's a reciprocity an offering of healing and in turn you can offer healing back to that plant as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a you know, creative experience, right? It's a collaborative co-creative experience and that that's exactly what herbalism is and should be right so it's you know it's like as and that's why i named the book plants for the people but the mantra in the book if you when you get to read it and open it up is plants for the people people for the plants so it's really about this reciprocity this relationship of like there's no sep- there's no separation between we're all one and we can we can in taking we give back you know it's it's got to be a reciprocal relationship and uh, i really want people to start thinking and feeling into them in that way and plant medicine that it isn't just about like even if you're going to buy something off a shelf that's in a package in a pill like in a capsule form it's a plant I really want people to still create reverence and connection with that plant like i understand you can't always grow and cultivate and connect with the earth at all times to work with the plant you want so there are ways that you can do it in in our modern day and mm-hmm. that's really just giving reverence and connection and thanking and you know it's like it's it's the intention and the energy that creates reciprocity
1: amen to that and yeah. i think that's it's part of It's it's like the plants are yelling at us in this way too, and you know, being in California as I record this, like there's been so many wildfires right now in California, and so all of these native plants of California are burning, and I I feel like it's part of the regeneration of the awakening to allow this the air to be carrying the smoke of the medicine in a way too to touch the lives to really answer the call and wake up because we're seen as such a progressive space. That we ha- and if we have these platforms and you know there is strong medicine like California is a portal
0: without a right. doubt a hundred percent
1: yeah and so yeah. this yes. is part of our duty and our responsibility as a Californian to mm. to really answer that call and to really show up and speak up on behalf of nature.
0: Mm. Yeah, for sure. It's such a, I mean, it's a really beautiful way to think about the flowers, you know, burning in that way and carrying the smoke, you know, I think that's a, I, I really never thought of it that way. That's beautiful. I just
1: came through right now, just really seeing Yeah.
0: It. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I feel like where I live too is a portal. I understand. I feel like we're very, very drawn to California. I mean, we spend so much time over there and, um, you know, have been so close to moving so many times, but it's, it's not yet. And right now we're here and I feel there's a real kinship to the and Bay hinterland with some of the land in California. I, I really understand the energetic similarities um, and the type of people that it also brings. It's really interesting. Uh, I feel you We've, there's a lot of fires around here right now as well, and it's it's very i mean it's very dry, so you know there's a lot of um easy fires being started, but we initially we always think about devastation with fires because of course that so many people lose so much and lose their homes and the animals and it's it is devastating, but it's also trusting that the land has a greater plan, and i think it's it's really hard to trust that when we feel like we're losing things, you know, um, but trusting that the land has a greater plan. And, you know, that's also the cycle of nature and giving reverence to that and trusting that it's bigger than us, you know?
1: Yeah. in Kundalini yoga, we call, there's a mantra called Sat Nama, which you, which you can't, and it's infinity life, death, and rebirth. And that is the cycle of this experience. We're constant. There's always parts of us that are dying. There's parts of us that are rebirthing and, This is part of what life is. We are infinite beings. And and through that, we also have, again, the responsibility to tap into our energy, tap into our purpose, and to understand that, you know, we have to speak up on behalf of the plants as well. So I would love to hear what was, you know, I, I heard you say, like, when you started coming back into yourself, that was the time for you to the book came through what is it, what's the antithesis of the book and the medicine that your intention is to with
0: the book? Yeah. Yeah. What was it? I always wanted to write a book. I mean, I've always wanted to write books and it was such a kooky experience because I was sort of meaning to put together a book proposal and had just been really full over the years with my clinic and clients and And kind of when everything started falling apart for me and I hit like a really deep kind of adrenal fatigue and exhaustion, Mm -hmm. I got approached by a publisher. Like it was in that moment when everything was at its worst, you know, where I actually had to shut everything down and get really clear on what I wanted. The darkest Um, before the dawn. Oh my God. It was like, (laughs) it was like (laughs) really one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. And, um, just not knowing if I was going to get better because it was so scary to not be able to control my stress response in my mm-hmm. body and just having panic attacks and cortisol rushes. But my mind was completely clear. So it wasn't coming from an anxious place. It was like really physiological. You know, it was so crazy. I like burnt my body out so much. I couldn't respond to stress in a normal, normal way, you know? Um, and so it came loud and clear. And I got approached by a publisher and I just instantly, I I love my publisher, and I've always loved what they've done, so it was so perfect for me. Um, And I just said yes in total chaos. I I said yes because I was like, I'm going to be able to do this. This is what I'm meant to do. I just need to heal and rest, and then I'm going to do this. I'm going to create it. I'm going to get really clear, and I did. I mean, I transformed everything at that point in my life, and and really got better pretty quickly. And that's something that I really want to start sharing with people, like how to recover and repair Mm -hmm. from total burnout because it is scary so scary when you get there and it's hard to get really great guidance. So that's another passion of mine. Um, and so the book came through loud and clear because I wanted to bridge the gaps where I felt that herbalism is not accessible for a bunch of people. I felt that right now, you know, did a lot of the books that exist, the, the literature that exists, it's very much like seventies, eighties, kind of old literature, like really beautiful, but like kind of old, like it needs an update, the, right? Wow. Like we use the word daggy in Australia, but like it needs an update, right? Like you need a bit of an update and beautiful information, but it's hard to digest it in a modern way. If you're a very kind of a state I think person. the have
1: evolved too. And I'm right, like, Exactly. You know, and then hmm. the
0: plants involve the information, different information is coming through. And so I wanted to take it from that space. And then on the flip side, the books that are available are like highly sciency and kind of clinical. Um, and I really wanted to bridge the gaps between having come from that world, a little bit more of the clinical training, but also the grassroots training that I've retrained myself with over the years and done so much more work. I wanted to deliver it in this way that the plants could speak through me and to me. I could bring my knowledge in a way that people could feel really inspired and really, um, like accessible, like totally accessible and also completely empowered to start their own relationship or deepen their own relationship with plant medicine, to bring it into their hearts, to bring it into their homes, to not feel the barriers of like, but I didn't study that, or I don't know what to do with that. And, and of course, I understand there's complex cases, you need a practitioner, of course. Yes. But there are also basics and there's, there's um, accessible ways that you can weave it into your everyday life that you probably don't even know that you are in little ways because like many plants, many common plants are culinary, right? And they're so smart. They've come into our lives in this way that we just eat with them. And we don't even think about them like plant medicine, but they are like Mm -hmm. turmeric and cinnamon, you know? And so all these different kinds of spices, garlic, ginger. It's, they're so smart. So I wanted to like really help people remember that they know these things and that it's absolutely their birthright to work with plant medicine and to work with nature to heal in a super beautiful, modern, accessible way that can speak to people now, you know, right now. Definitely.
1: yeah, and yeah. I, I know for me, I started diving in deeper to plant medicine after I was struck by lightning because my nervous system was shot. Right, right. And so I know for you, you have a deep passion about educating, about the importance of us really having a strong nervous system if we really want to go forth. And how have plants helped you really activate and become more aware of that?
0: So much so because, you know, personally and also professionally, like as a clinician, you know, it's, I've really witnessed over the years and truly nobody taught me this. This is something that I learned from years of practice. I started to realize that if somebody comes in with a really complex, let's say digestive issue and sleep issues, or just a few really complicated things there's no way that we can get to the roots to heal the gut and heal the insomnia. If we don't work on the nervous system first, there's no way that we can get to the skin issues or the complicated, complicated hormonal imbalances, unless we work on the nervous system to receive healing Mm -hmm. and to regulate the nervous system response. And so I learned that because it was really trial and error, like for years of working with people, seeing what works, seeing what resonates. And I realized, it's like, unless you balance that, the body and the being can't seem to assimilate deeply.
1: Well, a huge and part it, of that, too, is the container, right? So, if everything, right. energy in the nervous system is already fried, that's right. what I find through my own experience. If the container is mm-hmm. not strong enough through the nervous system, right, you're, you're going to k- keep pushing away the energy right. of the up level of the healing or whatever because it's right. already on overload. Right.
0: a 100%. And I really believe that's stress is like the root of all of our, you know, health issues in a lot of ways, you know, it's the root. And so if you're reactivating the stressor and your nervous system is responding in the same way, it's reactivating the pattern of the body and the subconscious mind is driving that often. So it's, it's just, it's a really, it's so deep to go straight to the nervous system and i often do it like it's it's pretty much my step one with people is you know editing lifestyle elements editing food that doesn't serve you because it's wigging out your body and your nervous system editing caffeine like really going in and editing these elements that are pushing the body and the being too far and then supporting with plant medicine to regulate and kind of mm, calm and soothe the nervous system to be able to receive a little deeper and that's just, you know, really working with a bunch of beautiful nervine herbs, which changes all of the time, but most people know them, you know, it's like chamomile and lemon balm and lavender and oats and skullcap. These are, you know, these are traditional Western herbal medicines, but they're quite common as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's been a huge part of my, my healing and just being able to, and I know that's been part of the last kind of part of the journey for me out here in Joshua Tree because I do feel at the new year there's going to be a lot of shifts in my life and again mm-hmm. like I shared earlier a huge part of that medicine has been about me going back to my like my motherland here from where I was right. born to fill up and strengthen my container to prepare myself for the opportunity and the experiences I'm about to go through and experience and how I can yeah. really share Right. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm excited so to see I'm excited to see how plant med I feel like this next decade is going to be like a plant medicine renaissance
0: in all its forms. Right. I think so too. Yeah. I feel so too. And I mean, I feel so honored to have been given the platform and the opportunity to become one of the younger teachers, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm 37, but really there, if you notice a lot of the times in herbalism, they're all elders, you know, a lot of older teachers. And, uh, that's incredible because they've walked their path and they're embodied and it's like, they are the masters, mm-hmm. but there's also mastery in youth. There's also mastery in what I've got to say compared to a beautiful 75-year-old teacher. Well, it's also there's not like uh, the
1: jadedness in a way too. we right. You're seeing yeah. it with a, with a fresher perspective in a way. Right. And right. I feel like so much of our generation is we're learning from the elders while we also are right. connected to mm. what's happening now as well because we're mm. more uh,
0: intertwined right. in culture. Right. 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 Like, and it's just a different, a really different way to, to, to teach, you know, and I feel that there are younger teachers kind of coming through. Um, and I, and it's really interesting and I feel, uh, and we've all got very different ways of approaching plants, like reading some of the newer teachers who are writing books and sharing. And it's like, how beautiful that we've all been given this platform to teach and inspire others to step up as well. And we come from different worlds, different countries, different places, different learnings, different lineages. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's this beautiful collection of the way that the plants are speaking through and singing through us all. And I really do feel so like grateful and honored to do that and really just proud, you know, really proud to be able to, you know, bring their messages through me and share. And uh, I, I take it so su- super seriously. Mm-hmm. Really, I do because you know I really know that it's um, it's like working with the greater forces and allowing them to work through me. And uh, it's when I'm with people in consultation as well. It's like so much is such a deeply intuitive process of just listening and holding the space and that the plants kind of like, it's like, they gently come up into my vision, you know, when they are needed as well. It's like, they just like, how do I say it? It's like the little song lines, like move through me of which plants, a resonating with the person when I'm feeling into the person and um, had
1: such a you've been so it's again it's not like a weekend certification it's, it's right. a practice that you've really devoted your right. time and your energy to really
0: understand that right like I've been a practicing sacred vessel right like I've practiced herbalism now so straight for eight years in in um with clients like a very very bustling practice for eight years which has been amazing and in that time I've been able to cultivate my relationship with my garden with growing with learning how to you know be connected to the plants not just in brown bottles which is how we're kind of taught here in Australia you know but to really and flower essences as well and plant essences so you know knowing that the, the, the each plant has a beautiful physical application, but it also has a spirit application too. And what I love about flower essences and plant essences is how sustainable they are because you're actually really not, you're using like a few flowers or a few parts of a plant to make thousands of essences. So it's not a, it's, it's actually an ultimately incredibly sustainable way to work with plants and flowers is to use essences, which affect the body mind and spirit, but more that sort of emotional, spiritual, you know, picture. Um, and so I, I, yeah, I, I continue to keep learning, honey, you know, it's like a, it's just an evolution of how I can be of service and how I can be, of, be in my purpose
1: mm-hmm. and
0: be connected you know, and the plant for me, it's like, I choose the plants. Like that's how I want to work, you know? And even though I've got all of the energetics and I, and I am definitely a nutritionist, I talk a lot about food as medicine, which are plants as well. So a lot of plant like heavy um, medicine, but bridging it all together has been like where I found my kind of greatest gold of how I can understand, you know, my role as a herbalist and a facilitator of healing is to bridge all of those things together. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I just think it's, I I mean, I first started, I first started my coaching business, what have you, by also working a lot with plant medicines and making sprays. And I would, I would spend hours and hours and hours to make these sprays and I called it shamanic dream and just understanding the, the connection with these, that the medicine and the frequencies that these plants carry. And it's so funny because I was, I just think so much about how culture or like media in a way, they talk so much shit about our generation, but we're very in tune to the bigger picture of what's happening. And I feel like we're really stepping up and answering the call to, to be all inclusive and not just on a race, gender, sexual orientation, but all inclusive with nature as well like where our generations and the generation belows the generations below us are the ones that are really stepping up to take action are really the ones that are educating and demanding political shift with nature
0: right yes totally you know?
1: and so it's yes. it's us that are really igniting um the Renaissance. It's like I feel like it's a plant medicine Renaissance. That's, that's yeah. happening, and yeah. just to yeah. bring more awareness on how on the
0: sustainability and the future mm. of this planet. A hundred percent. And you know, even even for me, I think um, a lot of that uh, being able to share like my process of moving through that was trusting that you know I like there is mastery in my practice, and I have embodied it so like really 21 years working with energetics and then bringing the plants in, you know, has been for me such an embodied process to trust that I've got to a place where at this, at this like age and, and and at this um, point of evolution for me, there is mastery in this that I think often like we feel like we don't have enough to share, like we need to keep doing more and more and more. And then on the flip side of that, I feel like people often do like the tiniest course and then they're sharing and sharing and sharing and sharing and i just sometimes feel like there's like where's the sweet spot in between that because where's like the becoming you know and i do feel like i'm not i'm not putting down anyone that's just done a course and is like i want to share and i want to that's great but it's it's that feeling of like there's embodiment. we're not like embodiment <laughs> like we're just not taught to really walk the path in a way that I believe historically we were like trained, we were apprentices, we were like studying under elders, Uh, you know, the, the medicine was in the experience of training. And I feel like a lot of times now we're just so void of that, like elders and knowledge and traditional knowledge and something being passed down and handed down to us. So, where do we feel like it's okay to become our own masters and share? And that was a really interesting, that's been such an interesting journey for me around stepping up and being allowed, being allowed to be seen, allowing myself to be seen and to teach in that way. Because I feel like we often just doubt our own magic and our own medicine so much. And so. There's also a responsibility with that. Right. There's a huge responsibility. Totally. And for, I think for. You know, a, a, a little behind, behind the scenes. And so, um, but you know, when you, when you've been called, like you, it's just so loud, you just, you can't ignore it. And mm-hmm. for me, a lot of, a lot of rounds working with plants now feels like such a deep purpose and a deep responsibility to share. Um, and just to trust my own mastery. Like this is where I'm at. This is what I've got to offer. This is in its perfect place. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not Mastered. 85. To <laughs> master,
1: to master, Whereas,
0: to teach. Right. Exactly. Like, like, like Exactly. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is actually teaching, like, and embodying the process. Mm-hmm. And in that, for me, I have really um, only been able to teach things that I've truly been able to embody, mm-hmm. and the vice versa, like the teaching and embodying, the embodying, the teaching. And I'm so proud to be able to do that now. And, you know, for me, the book, I went down the, the route of like teaching 40 most common sort of common accessible plants and a lot of them are wild weeds as well. So that, you know, there's a sustainability angle there for me Um, and teaching the plants that most people kind of know of. So they could also feel like they could relate to the plants and access them. That was really important for me. And it's a journey through the stories and the history and the energetics of the plants. And I just want people to feel like they can trust themselves to start weaving them in their life in a different way now. They don't need permission to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know my mom always says that if anything were to happen, she'd be good because she she's always grown up with eating the weeds, like dandelion weeds and all of yeah, that, that. She was so always great. like, she's like, I'm good, you know, and that was something that my grandfather was so, my like that's part of the ancestral lineage that I've really um, honored, you know, is just seeing how so much of our ancestors, were they were healing themselves naturally.
0: Mm. Yes. Yeah. The
1: pharmaceutical industry is so new compared to the centuries, right. <laughs> millennia, you know, that we've had of healing ourselves with plants. Yeah.
0: True. I mean, even if you think about a plant like dandelion, you know, which is very much, you know. a a weed pretty much like in so many countries right now it's just traveled so far and wide and it's everywhere in Australia on everybody's lawns and on the edges of you know pathways and it's prolific here right and in America too and in Europe and so uh you know dandelion it would it would like spring up in spring like it's a spring tonic you know and it's so rich in um minerals and different vitamins and so it's like traditionally thought of like a spring tonic you eat the leaves you can eat actually every part of it is edible so you can eat the whole part of the whole plant really and it's like a spring tonic to like rejuvenate the system and awaken the system in spring after you know the system's been a bit more sluggish and inward in winter and autumn and so it's just really interesting like each plant has such a story and a message of why it's there and why it's popping up in relation to how our ancestors approached it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So with, with the nervous system, what would you say would be some of the really, um, important herbs to work with to really strengthen that in this, in the history of, you know, we're in this time of like massive, like burnout from technology and all these things with the nervous system and overstimulation and all that.
0: Yeah. I do really feel like, you know, those, those, those most kind of well-known nervines like chamomile and lemon balm are just such gorgeous plants to work with. I feel like oats, like a Venus sativa milky oats or oat straw is such a beautiful, like grounding, calming force. Um, you know, each plant has a different layer. So, you know, you, if you've got a little bit more anxiety, like I would go more with chamomile and I would go more then towards like passion flower and those like nervine sedative sort of herbs, but just as an everyday thing to work with, like even at a, a, a drop dose, you know, like a small dose sort of getting it in, getting it in more energetically than a big therapeutic dose. Chamomile is such a beautiful, simple plant to work with. You could work with one, you could work with three. It's just very intuitive. But I do say to people like a great place to start is to work with one plant at a time just so you can like introduce them to your system and also start to feel how they feel for you and get to know them a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there's skullcap, even valerian is a nervine, but a very more sedative, you know, nervine when you're experiencing insomnia or a lot more anxiety. So, yeah, chamomile, lemon balm, oats, I think are my top three just like accessible plants to work with for the nervous system yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because I
1: definitely agree with you on like we talked about before the importance of the nervous system healing and I just think with so much of the technology and the wi-fi and the radiation and all of that these are the the massive components to the pieces that we need to become more aware of to really show up to really Uh, step into our power because there could be a lot of these uh, corporate forces that don't want us to be in our power because they keep us as sheep (laughs) and you know they want us to play small because then they can still control us but this is part
0: of the revolution of Mm. reclaiming our sovereignty true you know it's so true and I really you really have to I really believe everybody needs to sort of be checking in on a regular basis and just asking themselves like What do they need to be vital? You know, what do they need to be vital? And for me, a lot of that answer is like, I actually have to step away from technology a lot of the time and just take like big detox breaks where I'm actually not doing Instagram for a period. I'm away from my computer. I'm not answering emails. I'm away from Wi-Fi. Like I really find I'm quite frazzled by a lot of technology if I'm on it a lot. And And I'm sure you
1: connecting with Nate, with plants more
0: so too. It's right. You're even more sensitive. I'm (laughs) so sensitive. Yeah. So, you know, we, I do. And like, I'll step, I'll go, I've got to go for a big walk. I've got to sit in my garden. I, I, for me, the biggest way to connect is just to spend time in nature and just to sort of detox off the noise. And the energy and uh but like I, I just say to people like what do you need to thrive like what do you need to be vital and a lot of the time people are never even asked that question you know they don't even think about it and so it's like you know in my role as a practitioner is to also help to remind people of the foundations that will help them thrive and a lot of that is like drinking water getting rest you know eating a diet that's in alignment with your body and being and then how can you weave in plant medicine that can help if that feels in alignment, like you're ready to receive. So, yeah, I just think it's really important because I do agree with you that there's, these, there's just all of these other forces that are surrounding us that are they're not simple, they're not natural, you know. And I know we're, right now we're in the marvel, we're in the bubble of technology right now connecting, you know, which is amazing. I can be so grateful for it. There's so many things that are amazing about it. But there's so many things that aren't amazing about how fast we're all moving and what's surrounding us on an everyday basis. So how can we be living in alignment and digest it and like consume it, but yet still be standing in our power and using it to our advantage, right? Without feeling like toxic from it all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's
1: part of the balance of, um, everything in moderation, right? So, yeah. if you are going to be working with with technology, be intentional with it. Definitely, are be using intentional. it to escape or are you using it to to serve the highest good. I think that has a lot to do with the zoning out of the Instagram scrolling or diving into the wormholes of whatever. I think that's part of also cultivating a conscious business in a way in that space too. Is just how can we go forth and really intentionally use this, this medicine. Cause it is a technology can also be a medicine in a way because you can hear, you can hear the, the word that you needed, or you can get that inspiration or that aha moment, you know, from listening to a podcast or from, Definitely. you know, watching a story or whatever. So I think there also has to be, uh, the opportunity to have that reverence. Yes. And also, but the, yeah. you know,
0: Right. But it's just intentional. And I completely agree. Like I'm so grateful for Instagram and the beautiful community. They're so like supportive and positive and loving. Like I feel like I have such a sweet community. And then for me to be able to have connected to people all around the world, I've met some of my very best friends on Instagram, like seriously, like meeting them in real life and just connecting in such a deep way. Yeah. Um, And, and, you know, and for me, I've also been expanded by, being able to witness other people's work and witness the way that other people walk in the world, it's super expansive. It's just when it comes down to how it's impacting your mental, emotional, and spiritual and physical health, you just need to be checking in with that. Because I think like anything good, it can flip the other way as well. If you're not intentional about it.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I want to ask some questions about you, just some quick lightning round questions of what does sovereignty mean to you?
0: Sovereignty. What does it mean to me? You know, I'm like when when you call that, I was like, I wonder why she called that. Like, why your podcast is that? Though so I've listened to a few episodes. Um, for me, it's like I feel like it's got a lot of about being in my own power. You know, being in my own power and master. I really think about that word. Like when I think about that word, it's like a very powerful energy comes through my body. You know, and it's it's for me, it's about being in alignment with my highest self and being a master of my own process. Yeah, Which is why I called it The Sovereign. Yeah, well, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: By having yeah. these real conversations that a lot right. of people are afraid to talk about, but I think are so necessary. Okay, so what would you say was the book that really shifted
0: your reality and the way you see the world? Braiding Sweetgrass. Robin Wall Kimmerer. Have you read it? Mm-mm. Oh my goodness. Oh, this is such an epic book. Um, everybody needs to go out and buy it and read it. Oh, she's incredible. Um, her, she's like a botanist. So she's a scientist, but she's also a native American woman. Um, actually, I don't even want to try to pronounce her beautiful tribe. I'm not sure of how to pronounce it, but, uh, her origins and then her training and she bridges them together and the way that she talks about plants and land and learning from the learning from nature is just so beautiful and inspiring and really inspired me to write more when I read that book. So yes, that's definitely my number one. Amazing. Coming Mm. into
1: 2020 in a new decade, what is your greatest intention about your medicine and your work and how you see it
0: Mm. revolutionizing the world? Yeah. Um, We have a lot of big things planned for the next decade. I feel that for me, it's really about being in my truest essence to be able to teach and share and write and really inspire others to trust their own process to heal with the plants as allies and the many facets of what we're about to launch in the next year or two are about that, you know, so it's really about helping people bring it into their heart, into their homes in a deeper way where they feel capable and they feel in alignment. Um, I also have a really big passion about starting to educate more on on the way that we can work with plants that are sustainable and in alignment with the movements of nature. Because a lot of where herbalism is going right now is not sustainable. And we need to turn it around before we create more havoc, you know, and we draw, we like pillage, you know, sort of, it's a hectic word, but pillage the land, you know, like really be mindful of who we're supporting and who we're getting behind. We're colonizing plants in a way that. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, for me, it's, I I really, like, I really want to be conscious as a herbalist and a teacher and a writer to inspire people to inquire within and inquire locally. And just even when you're buying products, like where, where, where are the plants coming from and how can we, be more conscious of um our choices as a consumer as well because we are consuming plants. Mm-hmm. And how then can we change consumership to this take-take relationship into more give give? Conscious consumerism is a huge thing. Yeah, definitely. And I think it needs to be really considered in Hubbleism as well. So for me that's where I'm going. And That's how I hope to inspire in all aspects of my offerings. I love that. What would you say to younger Aaron? Oh my God. Oh, younger Aaron. Um, Oh gosh. I I really would just say to, to trust myself, like trust myself, you know, and allow myself to shine more, you know, just don't make yourself small for anyone else. If they're uncomfortable with it, just shine brighter truly. Cause yes. it's been really big for me, like making myself, you know, just keep, keeping it quiet to make other people feel comfortable over the years. And it's, it's just, it's no longer happening. So the little errand, I would just say like, yeah, just trust Not it. Not on my watch, damn Not it. on my watch. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So I'm going to have the links below for you,
0: for people to pre-order your book. Thank you. Yes. yes.
1: And where else can we
0: find more of you? Well, we're just upgrading everything right now. So probably, hopefully by the time that this launches, I'll have my new site out, but on the site, which is just my name, erinloveoverender.com, you can find all of my podcasts, all of my writings, you know, articles about me and can contributions I've done There's a bunch of information there. And then on Instagram, I'm constantly kind of sharing the new things that are happening out out. The book launches, the book is for pre-sale in Australia, UK, New Zealand, and USA, which is really exciting right now. And it comes out, Australia is March 1st, UK is March 26th and Americans have to wait a little bit longer. It's May 5th, 2020, but it's happening. And I'll be back over in the States, um, doing some events and some book bits like mid sort of summer next year. So yeah, I'll have all of that online. Yeah.
1: So exciting. If there's anything else that you feel like at the deepest core of your soul that you want to share with for you on behalf of the plants, whatever's coming up, Mm -hmm. what would you love that medicine to be?
0: Mm. For me, what's coming up is that we're what's stripped of us is our trust in our ability to bring forth healing. And to bring forth healing for ourselves. And I feel like it's just sort of stripped and deprogrammed with pharmaceuticals and the way that our medical model is and the lack of potentially the understanding of our parents of having been given that as well or having remembered that. And so not being raised in an environment where we understand that the earth has medicine for us and that we know our own medicine is such a displacing dark place to be, you know, when you're not in a great place and you don't know what to do, it's such a scary place to be. So for me, and I think for the plants, what's coming through is you really have all the skills to step forward and start to cultivate that relationship right now, whoever you are right now, whatever version of you that you're growing into, it's perfect. And you absolutely can step into that relationship and start so small and to trust your own process and to work with the plants to open that up a little bit for you. I believe that everybody has the innate ability to heal. And the plants believe that too. So that's definitely being they want us us
1: to heal so that we can
0: do the work. Right. You know, I mean, I I just feel like it's like we're all moving in the same force, in the same in the same way. So just knowing that there's no separation between you and nature, between you and plant medicine, the medicine is there. If you can allow yourself to tap into it and to trust your own process a little bit more. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank
1: you so much for this cross world medicine. It's just so fun that we have the Northern and so yeah that you're here that we get to share and speak truth on behalf of the plants on behalf of nature and the planet as a whole so
0: yes thank you so much excited. for having me yeah so it's been it. so
1: great so go pre-order Erin's book again I'm gonna have all the links in the show notes below and keep up with her I'm really excited for you to come back to the states and thank you explore and share and celebrate your book Thank you so much. Yes. And thank you everyone for tuning in. And just remember that we're in this collaborative, collective relationship together, not just with our community, but with also with nature and she's got our back. And so it's just our turn to just really connect with her on a deeper level so that we can really go forth and unleash our medicine and her medicine with the world. So thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll be seeing you all soon. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society Podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society Podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcast. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because I've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care, Satnam.